Get ready and tune into the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered, a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role-playing, real-life challenges with expert guests and your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide Podcast, bringing to you the kinds of insights and action steps that you're going to want to be taking so that you can change your life in the direction that you want to go. See, I don't know you personally, but I know the situations that many of us face. And we, we are facing a specific health challenge or mental challenge, a dilemma, a crisis, whatever that is. And now you're inundated with so much information. How do you actually make that choice? You know, what are those believable voices in the first place? I mean, and uh, do you have that capacity to verify and validate all that information? I know that I don't. And so what I do is I seek out those uh, voices that I can trust, and that takes some time. But here's the other part of it. With all this content out there, you know, it's not always, or in fact, many times, it's not actually con uh, connected with the very context that you find yourself in. So for one person, this strategy or this pill or this treatment might work, but then for the next one, it doesn't. And so how do you deci decide that in advance? So the purpose of this podcast is very different than all those other podcasts that are just talking about the product, promoting, selling something. What we're selling here or promoting, I should prefer, is the process. And that's for free. And so the process is how do we navigate these these difficult decisions that we have to make. And so how do we do that? We do that through role playing because you can relate to these roles. And these are real roles that may relate specifically to the individual or they may have seen it somewhere else or they have enough experience to understand what other people go through. But most of the times, you know, in fact, all the times that I've been doing this, I've been able to connect with that person doing that role. And so what are we going to do? We're going to do about six minutes of role playing in which one person will present with a problem and then the other person will guide through that. And then we're going to unpack all this. But it takes some unique and awesome human beings to help me do this. And so today I'm going to introduce Joy and Chad uh, because they're my best friends right now. I mean, Joy just came today in my life. And so I'm super excited and Chad has been an individual that has been have been a, been very influential for me and my family for for many years. And I hope you find someone like Chad. You know, aside of maybe his dry humor, it's kind of confusing sometimes. But you know, you'll get to have a taste of that today. So we've already had one show already. And so if you're liking this show or you watched the last one, get ready. You know, put your seatbelts on because what you're going to get today is pretty amazing. So Joy. Short intro about you, who you are, where you come from, where you live, and then, then Chad will go, and then we'll talk about the roles, and then we'll do the role playing. Thank you so much, Bob, for this incredible opportunity. My name is Joy Oge-Hotfield, and I am a transformation coach, and I work with individuals, I work with businesses to enable them to live their lives with purpose, joy, and fulfillment. Awesome. Thank you, Joy. Chad. Hi, my name is Joy Oge Hutfield. Wait, no. Um, I am Chad E. Cooper. And if you think it's difficult living with me, imagine living in being me. Okay. So what is my role? I'm learning what it means to be human. And in the process, process of that is um, 
being an executive coach to help other people um, learn how to make the rules easy to win, less rules, less labels, and help them really navigate how to create um, material empires and spiritual enlightenment at the same time. They are compatible, and not many people are actually helping guide people to elevate to actually being able to, to, to uh, have abundance in both areas of their life. Both these individuals are amazing guides that all of us can benefit from. And so if you're looking for a guide, in fact, all of us should have a guide. Also, the reason for this podcast, um, you you can also reach out to them and there'll be information below as well as at the end of our uh, show. So, uh, Chad, um, what's your role today and who are you? Yeah, today I'm angry and confused, um, and I'm going to unleash that on Joy so that maybe she can help me sort through and get some clarity how to be uh, a decent human being when I'm just pissed off. Joy? So I am the coach who is going to be helping this angry and confused (laughs) young man (laughs) to find enlightenment. All right, go for it, Chad. Six minutes. Yeah, so so here here's the thing. I want to put some context around this. Um, I consider myself to be far more equipped with um, managing my emotions than probably most human beings, right? So I, I have a, an understanding of my responsibility in a conversation, my choice to participate. But here's the thing: I find myself like in this scenario, Joy, a little bit role playing, a little bit of. Um, I think this is a little bit of me. And that is the the whole conversation of I demand to be heard and it's our time for minorities to to rise up. But I'm really frustrated because it it, it is the sense to me that it's coming from a place of, of selfishness and anger and all the negative energies rather than rallying the way that that we used to of let's come together and affirm our brothers and sisters. So here's the thing. I think some of that is good intention, but I also see a mental health issue being played out, but I'm being asked and told not to drop the microphone, but here's the thing. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm white. Um, And so I get faced with the onslaught first of, here's why you suck. Here's why you are the, the, the reason for all of the woes and problems in society since the beginning of time. I don't know if you've noticed, but you're black and, and, you know, you have a right to destroy me because I did something terrible in, in prior time. So it's like, okay, you go first, you tell me how I suck and it's all my fault. And then you shut me down and you are telling me don't drop the microphone, but you really don't want to actually work through the problem. So as Ice Cube said, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I see us dangerously close to that. I see myself dangerously close saying, I want to hear you, but I can't do it when you're freaking screaming at me and telling me how uh, such a horrible person I am in the process. Are you really wanting me to evolve or you actually have a hidden agenda of you just want me to go away and and dissolve me entirely? And so the question is, in that, ultimately racism comes up. Let's just assume you're not racist. But I do have a difficult time in having a conversation and not dropping the microphone when it's clear to me that there's an intolerance for other people's opinion, which actually makes you a bigot. And it's not a word that we hear very often today, 
but I think we have a lot of people screaming to be heard that want change, but they're doing it from a place of bigotry and not from a place of actually healing. How in the hell am I supposed to still hold the mic with that being projected? Okay. Right. Got it. Uh, thank you. So thank you, Chad. I hear you. Now, I just want to just ask just a, a, a few questions here. So you are angry, that's clear, because you said you were angry. And I just want to establish really uh, who is the anger directed at? Are you angry at you? Are you angry at the system? Are you angry at others? What, what, where, 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 where is the anger coming from and who is it directed to? Yeah, that's a really great, great question. Thank you. Because if I, if I sit with that question, I'm angry because you actually know me, you know my track record. And that is one of having a foundation that has chosen to just expand into Africa, helping orphans that have lost both parents to AIDS, doing and bringing people to New Zealand to learn the, the old ways of indigenous wisdom that can serve us, working in disaster areas, retiring from the corporate world at 35 to be the, the primary for my son. Look, I have a track record of pouring into others in, in, in building abundance in myself and other people and frankly, I'm angry at the system that says we don't want racism, but that's exactly because of the color of my skin, because I'm male, you aren't listening. You aren't actually looking for my behavior. You are judging the book by its cover. That's what I'm angry about is I don't even get to begin saying, hey, before you actually judge me, why don't you do some research to understand me? You're jumping to whether you agree into judgment and not understanding. That's what I'm angry about is you say you want to have a conversation, but you're actually really not interested in a conversation, are you? You're not actually interested in first trying to understand me. That's what I'm angry about is we're not being transparent and honest. Okay. So here the word judgment comes in. So are you feeling that the judgment comes in because you're not being given an opportunity to be heard. So that's one thing. And the second thing is, if you were to be heard, what do you want to say? That I am here to fight with you. I absolutely, let's just take women empowerment. I am absolutely a feminist. I am affirming and 100% supportive of women empowerment. You don't have to be a woman to do it. But you're breaking my heart that I'm trying to align with you. But I'm angry that you cannot tell the wolf in sheep clothing from the shepherd. What I'm really struggling with is I'm trying to have a, a real conversation to help you if you don't want to hear me, fine. I have no problem. Judge me. Okay. Love me. I'm indifferent. I'm actually neutral to that. But I hear you. I want to help you. But if you aren't willing to take responsibility that you have to participate in the solution, I really don't have the tolerance or the space to just listen to you, bitch. So who is the shepherd? 
the shepherd is our higher self, right? It is the voice that is, is not demeaning, okay. is not making us small. It, it is certainly not society. It's actually that part of us that is affirming us and that sees that there's no label between you and me. You are a sister. You are a human being and we are connected. And that's I, and I, the voice that I want to hear. That's the voice you want to hear. So from that description, I take it you are the shepherd. Would you describe yourself as a shepherd or the shepherd? You know, I, I can say, sure, I can play the role of shepherd. And I also can play the role of sheep, right, at times. Um, so taking the responsibility of being shepherd does not elevate me or make me above anybody else it is a responsibility i hear you period i hear you i hear you so we have one minute left guys so we've got the anger obviously directed this is what i i see here is we've got the anger we've got the judgment and you seem to be angry at the system because they are not taking responsibility is that correct i'm angry that they're tuning into the lies and, and, and it breaks my heart that they can't actually realize that. Okay, okay. okay. so, so here, here's what it is, is that there is an anger directed, but perhaps the other side of it is that you know how you feel. You know how you are responding and who are you, how you are reacting. But the other side is perhaps taking a closer look. Their anger directed at you is also coming from a place and also they are perhaps feeling that judgment of not being heard. So if two people or two ways of thinking are clashing, because yes, you might say you're, you're, you're white, you might probably have that white privilege, but if somebody is from a minority ethnic um, uh, group, they're also coming from a, a, a position where they're also feeling, well, hang on a minute, we've had 400 years of this, of not being heard. So it's not something that will suddenly disappear because for them, they're also reliving that reality. So here is that similarity. So you're coming from a perspective to say, and you've done incredible work in that field in, in helping other people, but, the, but arguably they would also be using the same. So you can argue that those two things are coming you know, from a similar intention. But the perspective is that you are the person that is here that I'm wanting to work with you. And rather than the anger, in a sense, that anger can be used in a way to focus because the anger can easily be a distraction. It's focusing on what you do best. You are the shepherd. And what do shepherds do? Shepherds lead. So even if you're putting your own little dent and perspective in furthering the cause, as you are already doing in your foundation, that is an area in which you're also leading by example. And that anger can be directed to bring in the other perspectives in harmony that would help you also shift your own mindset to start to understand others' perspective in terms of where also they're coming from. And of course, when anger meets anger, I would like to know what exactly happens after that. Very well said. Very good. Thank you. That's awesome. Wonderful. Uh, thank you both. That was amazing. <clears throat> so Chad, what was that for you? You know, the, the, the last part of what she just said, 
is a powerful reminder of anger does not dissolve anger. Only love dissolves anger. Choose wisely, right? I, it's okay for me to acknowledge the anger that's there. And I think she's saying, look, we got 400 years of this. Is it okay that we, we have 400 years of anger and maybe we need to make some space for that? Yeah, it's okay to be angry. But if you want to go forward, the shepherd leads out of love, not anger. And remember, you're choosing that role. So I have a choice. And that's a powerful reminder of what, what am I going to choose, regardless of what anybody else does, is what she reminded me of. Choose wisely. Yeah, and I think you know, what uh, Viktor Frankl said, and he was imprisoned you know during the second world war and he was part of the holocaust <clears throat> and he basically said the last freedom of man is to be um choose how you feel in any given situation and that is a choice we all have that freedom joy what was that for you yeah so it was <laughs> the minutes because i was wanting to listen i mean chad of course does chad and it's different contexts everywhere but it's it's choosing to listen. What I really wanted to, to bring across, um, of course, with the limited time, is I wanted Chad to feel heard. So I didn't at one point anyone want to interrupt him because when somebody feels that way, um, it's, it's, it's often difficult to say, well, don't feel that way or why are you feeling that way? So it, it's, it's really important that they, they own that. And in my role is allowing them whether they're venting, but it is real to them. So I can't come and say, well, get a life, you know, and, and just snap out of it because that's not the reality. That was his reality, you know? So whatever that anger was coming from. So for me, my perspective was really wanting to know that I'm, I'm listening without interrupting where he's coming from, number one. And number two, for him to be able to kind of own that and to kind of bring those powerful questions and say, okay, you know, where, where is it coming from? Because he needs to recognize that. In a longer session, it will come to a point where actually he recognizes that, well, actually the anger might be coming from a whole different place. And maybe those things that are happening to him are triggers. They're triggering something a little bit more deeper uh, and hence the response. But what he has got control of is how he chooses to respond. And that's why I brought the whole thing about the shepherd. If he focuses, and I think for, for, many, for many of us, you know, we want to change the world. We don't like the way systems are. Most people don't. But we, 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 if we take that uh, uh, route, it means that we will be in a place of forever being angry because nothing will ever be right. So it's really kind of settling for what is it that you have control over? What is it that you can influence in your limited time here on earth? And, and focus on that and do right by that. So that's, that's where. If I may on that, Bert. Yeah. Joy did a masterful job of affirming and not judging. And that, you know, we know based on John Gottman that in the first three minutes, if a conversation starts out negative, it's probably gonna end negative, right? With a, a remarkably high level of accuracy. Joy responded to my anger with affirming not making me wrong for it. Then what she actually offered me was, do I want to take responsibility? And in that responsibility, help me 
really navigate, what am I really angry at? I'm actually angry at myself that I can't figure out how to communicate effectively to be able to create healing, to be able to say, I get it. I'm angry that this happened to you as well. I don't know how to take away some of the, the layers that are causing that wall because of the color of my skin, because of being male. I don't know how to remove some of those things to say, if you really know the real me, I am a fighter for your cause. I am on your side. Please let me join your forces, right? That's what I'm angry at is I don't know how to articulate how passionate I am about it. And that pisses me off. Really has nothing to do with the other side. It has to do with I'm not being effective and it frustrates me. And so she really helped me actually be able to, to point to, I'm not angry at the other side. I'm angry at my inability to navigate this um, elegantly. And, and ultimately, I think that's exactly what it is. We're actually angry at ourselves. I mean, if we had that, you know, unique awareness that <clears throat> it's all on us. And, but oftentimes we um, transfer that to the other person, they're at fault. But a couple of micro distinctions that I think are very important to put all of this in context. And um, first of all, we're all doing the best we can with the resources that we have, and we have limited resources. And so, you know, you can't really fault someone for where they're at, where they are right now. You can only fault them for not wanting to do something about it, because here's the truth, right, is that we're all running a program. And if the programming is wrong in, in the context of where you are right now, then it's not going to serve you. And so understanding that anger makes sense or, you know, whatever other emotion you're feeling or behavior you have actually makes sense. And what they're both saying right now is, you know, giving yourself permission to just take a step back and kind of find a way to open your mind, you know, without judgment and kind of reevaluate <clears throat> what's going on. So maybe it's just something that needs to be healed, needs to be held or needs to be heard. And so with those kind of simplistic approach of, okay, something needs to happen here. And, you know, what is that? And having that curiosity, as, as Joy was saying, having that curiosity to find out, okay, what is that really? Because at the end of the day, we all desire divine happiness. We all desire to be, you know, have abundance and wealth and everything else. We all want more, don't we? And so I think Chad also said it really well. And I'm just going to add one thing is that, you know, love unconditionally, you know, and people have a hard time with that, by the way, but <clears throat> it's very possible and it's very doable and it's also very beneficial, but love unconditionally with boundaries, right? So you can love people from a distance. You can just, you know, appreciate their world, respect their reality, but it doesn't have to be your own. But if we want to understand other people, we have to take this time to really um, see their reality, or as we like to call it in NLP, model of the world, because then you can help influence that. And also, more importantly, what's your model of the world? Really have an insight of that. The thing that I know about joy, and yeah. I, I want to say one of the reasons why Avatar, the first movie, was such a powerful impact on, on the world is because of, of one scene, and that is, I see you, which actually is a, a, an indigenous uh, behavior. 
And I think that COVID is is made it more difficult for the the Maori people of, of New Zealand. But one of the things that is so endearing to me is that when you meet the, the Waitaha, my part of my I'm now part of their tribe, is that you put nose to nose and you breathe in their breath. And you get rid of all the labels, all of the visual, and you allow yourself to be seen. So it's great that I know Joy's heart. She is magnificent in her ability to see through to a person's inner self. But we also have to be willing. You know, this was not an easy thing for me to play that role and be transparent. But in order to be for people to see us, we have to be vulnerable enough to allow ourselves to be seen. That's and that is, is a person in my life. She, uh, she allows me to feel safe to be vulnerable enough to be seen. And I know Joy's heart is not to judge me. She also knows I struggle with this and she doesn't judge me. She goes, let me come alongside of you, not above you and not judge you. Let me come alongside of you as a friend and pour into you because I see you too. I love it, Joy. You want to respond to that? You know, no, that that's. I mean, Chad, Chad is right. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting one. We've, we've had this conversation many a time because, uh, you know, and then you had the Black Lives Matter. So there's been a, a lot that has gone on, um, and so you have, you know, the different different sides. And of course, when Chad and I got together, we've always, for me, it's always been that extraordinary relationship where I I, I see his heart. He talks about my heart. But I think his heart is much bigger than mine um, in terms of really wanting to elevate, wanting to, to help. I mean, I see it in his eyes, the way he speaks, you know, um, you know to, 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 to people and, and communicate. So I know this whole thing about him wanting to help. And when I, one of the things, I'm not sure whether I put that across, is when you are dealing with a, a nation, and I would say it's a nation really, it's a black nation, where there's so much that has gone on, um, and yes, it's not directly linked to you or, you know, because you went there, but they are also nursing a particular pain and hurt. And so even if there are people wanting to help, is that when, when a nation of people have been rejected time and time and time again, it does cause an impact where, like you say, how do you detect the wolf in sheep's clothing? Because it's like, are you genuine this time? You know, because I've seen your type who have said they were, and this is what happened. So, so it's a whole reorientating of the mind that, and I'm sure in time with what he's doing, what we were gonna be doing together in the future, Chad and I, is bringing this to perspective where we really have to lay these com open conversations mm -hmm. and have them and allow people to be able to heal that way and say, well, hang on a minute, I, I'm on board with you because I hear you, I feel you, and this time, you know, I'm genuine. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's bringing those, those, those two sides as well. And plus the fact he didn't tell you that he's 20% um, African. So I have been teasing him. And I said, his brilliance obviously is the 20% um, African. And that's, he, he, needs to, he needs to own up to that. Yeah, and I, I think the point is we need to have discernment. Yes. In, in terms of, are we having a conversation that we're, here's the whole point of all of this. It's awkward. It's clumsy. It requires vulnerability. It requires us to have tolerance. And instead of constricting expansive energy, 
don't drop the mic, as Larry Elder said. Yep. It's harder to hold the mic and sit in that muck and in, in stuff. It's easy to drop the mic and for me to judge you. It's a whole lot harder to actually refrain and first understand you. And, and so I want to wrap it up. Um, you both said some really revealing things, and there's a lot of scientific basis in everything that, that you're saying. And so there's one quote, you know, life begins outside of your comfort zone. And so our growing pains as we grow up, that's getting our comfort zone, and that means we're growing. And so the best place, our utmost happiness occurs when we're growing, and that means we got to step out of that comfort zone. And so you got to be comf un comfortable with being uncomfortable, but having that openness to see a world differently than what you've seen. And I'm guessing, I, I, this is not something that I specifically um, researched, but with the research that I know about genetics, it's simply this, is that you know our genes are triggered by different env environmental factors around the cell and the environment around us. And so if you're consistently getting a specific trigger, you know, your genetic makeup is going to be functioning in a certain way. Your, the genes are not going to shift themselves, but the expression of those genes happen. So I can imagine, right? And I'm just, uh, a, you know, extrapolating, if you will, if that's the right term, you know, 400 years has caused the, the gene expression to happen a certain way and to cause a certain kind of behavior. And so there may be a very scientific basis uh, behind that. But even if there isn't, you both share some very truisms. And I'm glad you brought up the witnessing part, Chad, because that was one thing I meant to say and it didn't, because we all desire to be witnessed. And we all desire to find that whole wholeness within us. And also that it's okay to have these faults and these weaknesses doesn't make us a bad person. And per Maslow, I mean, nobody's born you know, bad or evil. I mean, we're basically born good or neutral. Um, but it's the, the teachings that we've gotten from others and our experiences that we've gotten from others that are dictating how we show up today. And so what does that mean? Well, we can do things differently, just as Chad eloquently said, you know, <clears throat> we can make a choice. And so freedom, you know, is choice. And so we can free ourselves, all of us, if we give ourselves more choices in, in holding space not only for ourselves, but especially for everyone else as well. Um, Chad and Joy, I'm going to give Joy the last word, then Chad, how, and also how do people find you, Joy, and then Chad, and then I'll do one final sign-off. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much, Bob. Uh, yeah, oh. so I just wanted no, to... No, you just... get the final. You don't go. Oh, oh, I'm I up. Oh, go on there. Always jumping oh, I in have the final. They can be small. <laughs> <laughs> Um, first of all, I, I appreciate the platform to be able to bring up what I think is, is a struggle for uh, a lot of, you know, this is not a, a, um, a, a, an issue that is just uh, in the African-American community. This has been, uh, you know, thousands of years in the Jewish community between Christian and Islam. You know, this is, is across the world and many, you know, as we have a, a surge in, in Chinese um, tension going on, right? The obstacles are common to all. At the end of this, can you be okay that we understand each other and not necessarily agree? Joy and I have absolute profound respect for each other and we understand each other very clearly. 
but there are clearly things that Joy and I don't agree on. Like, what's the best place to, to eat in, in Wales? Okay. Clearly, we have some differences in our maybe make some impact in a positive way. But I do understand why she eats at those places. So I add a little levity, but at the end of it, it begins with a, a, a stability in having that conversation means, do we respect each other? Are we going to be willing to understand? Are we seeking understanding? And at the end of it, is it okay that we don't agree on everything? We don't have to, we're not supposed to, but we can still love and, and be respectful. Thank you. Oh, and if you want to find out more about me, chattycooper.com. Um, but I would just talk to Joy. She she will tell you all about me and uh, what what uh, is just amazing. So we'll go with that. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bart, for this incredible platform. My goodness. Um, this is, as I said, it, it's extraordinary. It's, it's revolutionary to, to have something like this where really people can come on with such honesty and, and vulnerability and really get, you know, uh, some great solution and answers in terms of moving forward. So I thank you so much um, for, for giving me this platform and this opportunity uh, to do so. Uh, so really just one thing that I really wanted to kind of add and question, because a lot of the time, you know, we use the word tolerance. And this is something, I mean, I, I was a, a consultant for many years and trained and, and trained organization on equality, diversity and inclusion. And this word, obviously, some of those things that come up, let's tolerate. And then I turn it around and I actually said to one of the participants and I said, um, which caused a lot of shock. And I said, do you know what? For the past one hour, I have been tolerating you. And you should have seen the look on her face. She said, what? I said, well, that's what it really means when you say we tolerate other people. Who wants to be tolerated? I mean, that in itself. Um, and so I saw that word in, in, a, in, a, in a slightly different light because it's not really about tolerating because we tolerate just because, well, I don't really like you, can not stand you, but if you have to be here, you have to be here. But we can actually change that, you know, to, to accept it. We don't have to love everybody. We don't, I mean, we can out of choice, we don't have to like anybody, but the word is accepted because we are different. And that difference should not be frowned upon. That difference is actually what makes us whole because you're different, Chad, you're different, but your difference is what I is what gives me the growth. It's is our what strength. It's what I take, that's the strength. Because without your difference, I, I'm, I, would, I would not, thrive so yeah. is that whole thing that perhaps we have to do another podcast to look at this whole issue of of issue of diversity and, and inclusion and the rest of it but so it's replacing the word tolerance you know to acceptance and i think that would really change the narrative and change the conversations because people are thinking well actually i'm coming in on that equal footing because i am not tolerated so i just thought i'd just bring that element and yes you need to find me yes um it's joy transformation, joy transformation coach.com. So and, and and I love those <clears throat> final words because I've always been very confused why everybody feels the need to be the same when we're not. And and the very fact that we've advanced technologically as a human race is because of those differences. And so that's the fun part of life, right? You know, what's a surprise? Well, something that you is unexpected, right? It's different than the life that's there because if it's not, and then it's not a surprise and it sort of jolts the system, it triggers a system 
our body physiologically needs these differences so that it stays in the most healthy way. But ultimately, I think your word of accepting and, <clears throat> and the same with Chad, what does it really mean? It's, it's allowing somebody to be witness just who they are and accept the fact and stop trying to change somebody else. If anybody should be changing, it's you. And that's to become that best version of yourself. And here again, that's the purpose of this. I know some people might get triggered, might get offended, you know, and that <clears throat> therein itself is the signal as uh, I think it was Katie Byron who said it, you know, pain is just a signal that you've got your work to do somewhere. And so, you know, we are so careful not triggering people and not offending people and all that kind of stuff. I mean, <clears throat> I know Chad doesn't hesitate, you know, saying his truth, um, but he, he makes it fun as well. But the purpose is, again, as you both very eloquently have said, you know, it's, it's about respecting others, witnessing them, accepting them, and accepting the challenge to become the best version of yourself. Absolutely. So thank you both, um, both amazing human beings making major changes in the world around us. And so I'm honored to be with you. Anybody working with you guys will be honored as well. And I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide podcast. Thank you for listening, and there'll be much more to come. Thank you for listening to the Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps in our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern.